Uh, well, it's getting hotter and hotter in the political scene as politicians unleash different kind of drama every day. 2023 is going to be another interesting one for Nigerians. And, uh, well, let me say it's going to be a memorable one because a lot of Nigerians, all Nigerians, the adults, the youth, the children, the women, the men, the males, the females, are looking forward impatiently to this great event that occurs every four years in the country. Well, this is the only avenue where the great and uh, the young ones and the loyal citizens of the giant of Africa, Nigeria, uh, when they get to make their choices of um, leaders, again, millions of people, including both the youths and adults, especially if you are more than 18, this is the time when they will get to use their power, which is the permanent voters card to choose the leaders of their choice. Uh, good day, my fellow Nigerians. My name is Philip Joseph, and I'm welcoming you to another special edition of um, the 2023 general elections, Nigeria Decides. Well, um, the last one we had was with uh, Omar Red Activist. And uh, since then, we've not been charged to run another one. Apologies for that. We wanted doing this. I actually tried doing this with another human rights activist. He's very versatile when it comes to the world of politics and history. He's an adult, he's an old man. But then, unfortunately, uh, we couldn't reach him because he's very busy. But then, well, let's quickly do this based on popular demand because of our people uh, want to know things and how things are going. And before I proceed, um, let us first of all bring to us the facts about the 2023 general elections. Well, um, on the 25th of February, the elections will elect the president, the vice president and the members of the Senate House of Representatives will be conducted. Please note that on the 25th of February 2023. You know, I was having a discussion with a woman. I ventured into a discussion with a woman on last month Sunday. And I was telling her that election is gonna be next month. She was like, Really? I thought it was March or April. But then I wanna tell you again that the presidential election to elect the president. The vice president and the members of the House of the Senate and House of Representatives will be conducted on the 25th of February 2023. And um, based on that, the tenure of the president, the vice president, the governors, and the deputy, except in some states like uh, Manambra, Bayelsa, Edo, Ekitihimo, Kogi, Ondo, and Ocean states, we aspire on the 28th day of May 2023. Why um, the tenure of the national and state assemblies will stand dissolved on the eighth day of June, 2023. That will be four days after, <laughs> after my birthday. Don't mind me. Well, um, since the presidential election will be holding on the 25th of February, that is about um, a month and two days from now. If it will be holding on on the 25th. Then the governorship and the state house of assembly election will be holding 
on the 11th of March 2023 that is um, I think and that is about 3 plus 11 that is 13 days or 14 days pardon me away from the presidential election that is when the governorship election would be holding so that um, let me say those are the facts about the 2023 general elections and well uh, there are some things that need to be put in place in proper place before the election should hold we have a lot of things that need to be put in place if not the 2023 election might not probably hold on the date that i mentioned earlier um number one is um INEC preparedness number one that is the most important thing for now INEC preparedness uh, the 2023 elections will be conducted under a new electoral framework named the electoral act 2022 uh, it's a law that provides a more robust legal framework for the conduct of the polls the law gives the legislative backing for more transparent voting the coalition the announcements of results and that was that the electoral act was approved by the president Muhammad Buhari late last year if you've been following my podcast well the the CDD said it's concerned about INEX logistical operation and the electoral body said to deploy its staff in 1076 oh, sorry 176,846 polling units and that is uh, a, uh, an increase of 56,872 since the last election which was in 2019. Well, how this will help? How, how will this particular thing help? Uh, this will require the recruitment and training of close to 1.5 million poll and security officials about four times the size of the Nigerian military, yes. Road vehicles are the predominant mode of transportation and account of 80% of goods traffic in Nigeria. But only 20% of the road network in the country is paved out of 100% of the road network that we have in Nigeria. Only 20% is paved. Improvements have been made regarding internet access, but electricity is still largely absent for the majority of Nigerians. That's another thorn in the flesh that might, you know, cause a kind of challenge for the election. If roads are impassable, electricity epileptic, and communication infrastructure rudimentary, this will affect the quality of election administration. And these obstacles that INEC must try and overcome as it conducts elections across the country and that those are the few challenges that they should try and look into and i'm sure that they are looking into those challenges and i'll help them i'll help them and that's on the part of INEC preparedness the next one we're looking at it's a very important factor as well is um, insecurity yes and that in the past few years um, insecurity has intensified and spread affecting virtually all part of Nigeria. So then they will tell you the north is not peaceful, but now it's affecting all, let me just say, virtually all part of Nigeria. Incidents have been notably higher in the northwest and um, 
southeast where banditry, terrorist activities, elder farmer conflict, and secessionist agitations are exerting huge human and economic impacts. In the northeast, let us start from there. The Islamic State in the West African province, Iswap, and Boko Haram have continued their insurgency. While North Central Nigeria continues to witness conflicts over land grazing rights as well as terrorism, just like they are experiencing in the Northeast, there is a strong chance these groups will be instrumentalized to perpetrate political violence, a familiar feature of elections in Nigeria. Rather than showing signs of warning, the insecurity is taking a new and even more perilous direction as a result of growing into a splinter of bandit groups. The expansion into states outside of the Northwest increased access to resources and arms and numerous examples of bandit terrorist cooperation. Now we can see that this groups, these bandit groups are coming together to cooperate, to carry out havocs. And you know that if they should cooperate, then the more they cooperate, the more dangers that are being posed. In the southeast, let us come to the southeastern part of Nigeria now. The activities of separatist groups have affected the registration of voters in many local governments and are likely to also affect the election proper. This conflict will have implications for the elections, let us bear that in mind, definitely. Especially if politicians utilize them to stoke tensions to garner votes, a tendency which has already been observed in Benue and Plateau State where politicians have peddled diversive rhetoric and demonized members of political groups, particular groups to boost electoral support. Well, um, Holding credible polls in an environment that guarantees the security of voters and INEC personnel would be a major challenge due to these insecurity challenges that we have. Well, the third um, one is um, the political calculations. Apart from the INEC preparedness and insecurity, another major one, another major challenge that might cause a big problem in this coming general elections is the political calculations. Unlike the 2019 election, which had 73 presidential candidates, 73 presidential candidates, wow. And the 2023 general election would feature just 18 candidates. Well, mathematicians, mathematicians should help me do the calculation. 73 minus 18 candidates. And as a matter of fact, out of those 18 candidates that we have, we have just four contenders and out of those four contenders i can say um let me just say two out of those four contenders are just um, can i say they're just there to contribute to the election because well it's not sure for them let me put it that way based on logistics and based on calculations well, the four contenders that I mentioned earlier, the four main contenders, they are the Atiku Abubakar of the People's Democratic Party, PDP, Ibola Ahmed Tinubu of the APC, and then Peter Obi of Labour Party, Labour Party. then um, we have Rabi Kwakwansu of the NNPP, the New Nigerian People's Party. Well, these politicians have been recent past 
worked together and against each other in a bid to get the presidential seat. Well, for instance, we have um, in 2019, Rabi Kwa in article, they both decamped to PDP, joining Mr. Obi, who later emerged as Atiku's running mate. Let me take that again. In 2019, during the last general election, we had um, Rabi Kwakwanso of the NNPP and Atiku of the P- PDP, both decamping to PDP to join Mr. Peter Obi, who is contesting under the umbrella of Labour Party. And uh, through that, is emerging as a running mate of Atiku in 2019. That, that was in 2019. Before then, the trial of Atiku, Tinobu, and Kwan Kwanso were all part of the then newly created APC, the All Progressives Congress, where they packed the now outgoing President Buhari to defeat the then ruling People's Democratic Party. Yes. Uh, the Nigerian presidential elections are a numbers, number game with the successful candidates looking for a majority of the total vote plus at least 25% of the vote in two-thirds of the state. Presidential tickets are developed with these national and regional calculations in mind and alliances. Even between some of the four leading parties remain possible as the campaign period unfolds. The civic group projected that um, key issues that dominated the 2015 and 2019 elections, which are economy, security, and corruption, will remain on the front burner in the 2023 elections. Well, um, we, we, we actually, when the 2015 election and the 2019 elections were to be conducted, these three key, three key things, economy, security, and corruption, were what we were expecting especially the the presidential candidate to work on if elected then but it's so quite unfortunate that these three key issues will still remain on the front burner in the 2023 polls um following the party primaries the country experienced one of its worst foreign exchange crises in recent memory as demand for us dollars overshot supply the commodification of vote is a permanent feature of Nigerian elections. Instead of concentrating on issue-based politics, vote buying will be prioritized with cash, food, clothing, and other commodities given out in exchange for vote. That is why we are being urged not to sell our votes for a Congo of Gary or 5,000 era. During the off-cycle gubernatorial gubernatorial elections in Osho and Ekiti candidates, they boasted about matching dollar for dollar and Naira for Naira. Hmm. And you know, these are the key issues, uh, the key things that might pose as um, challenges in the coming election. And apart from those things, we also have um, some other things that to look at and this next one we'll be looking at is um concerning the people itself the citizens itself the loyal people the loyal nigerians now i concluded the, the last one the um the political calculations with 
vote buying, you know, giving votes out, giving your PBC next in your food, clothing, and you know, money and other things. And that is why I'm starting this, you know, they are not really minor things, they are not really minor issues. But it starts with a surging interest, and that is related to the citizens of Nigeria themselves. Well, we had low voter turnouts in the previous elections in Nigeria. An analysis of the 2019 election shows that less than half of registered voters in all of Nigeria's six geopolitical zones showed up on voting day. Nationally, I mean all over the country, voter turnout was just 35.7%, which is quite low out of 100%. But this year, <coughs> sorry, 2023 election, local media are reporting a surge in people registering to vote and collecting their PVCs. In August uh, 2022, INEC announced that it had added 12.2 million voters to the roll during the continuous voter registration, that is CVR, that closed on 31st July 2022, bringing the total number of registered voters to 96.2 million from 35.7%. That is um, from, I mean, from 12, sorry, well, um, we'll talk about that later anyways. I don't want to, you know, mislead us with figures, yes. The elections agency, INEC, which is now cleaning up its register and, you know, branding up to conduct a peaceful and a very free and fair election says it's expected to end up with 95 million voters and this would be a significant increase on 2019 figures when there were 84 million registered voters well this later dropped to 2.34 million after a similar cleanup but there will be like I said earlier, there will be a 176,846 polling unit stations or polling units for citizens of Africa's most populous country. And that is that about a surge in interest. Or uh, we can call that political apathy. But then this one we are about looking into would shed more light on the political apathy aspect. Now, the second one is a unique risk of voter apathy. Well, we all know that the permanent voters card, PBC, is essentially a government-issued identity card. So there are concerns that people have applied for the card for purposes other than voting. Voters cards should only be used for elections, the INEC chairperson, Mahamud Yakubu, said at a public awareness event in Abuja in June. Since this voter card is mandatory and it's been issued out by the federal government, I think that's the reason why most people are getting the PVC for other purposes rather than general election. I want to thank you for making PVCs the most popular ID in Nigeria today. But when you collect your PVC, don't use them for other things. They are for elections and not for the opening of bank accounts, Yakubu told the crowd in the event that took place in Abuja, that is the public 
awareness. Number three thing we'll be looking at is the jobs. Hmm, the jobs. Well, th- th- that word sounds kind of uh, questionable. But then, oh, you also understand what I mean by the job. The jobs, I mean. The political parties finalized the nomination of their candidates in June, that was last year. On 20 September, ENIC published the final list of candidates seeking presidential National Assembly seats. Campaigns started on 28th day of September 2022. Please note this date down. The final list of people eyeing jobs as governors and state assemblies will be published. It was published on the fourth. Sorry, it was published on the fourth day of October 2022. And the official contest for this day started since the twelfth day of October 2022. The elections for governors will be held in 28 of the country's 36 states. I uh, earlier when I started when I was talking about the fact about the election, I mentioned the states that are excluded. The states once again are Anambra, Bayelsa, Edo, Ekiti, Imo, Kogi, Ondo, and Oshun State. And this is due to legal challenges to election results, which led to court declared winners starting their four-year term months and even years late. Another important factor that we we should look at is um, four candidates with a chance at the presidency four candidates at with a chance at the presidency at Abuja at Asorok. Enek has cleared 18 presidential candidates and four of them are seen to be front runners. Um they are Bolahak Metunobu. Um according to him is 70 of the ruling APC, a former um, Lagos governor. His name is Bolahak Metunobu. 70 years old is um, contesting under the umbrella of the APC and is a former Lagos governor. Then, number two, we have Atiku Abubakar, he's aged 20, um, 75, 75 years old, contesting under the umbrella of the PDP and is a former vice president under um, the tenure of Chief Olusegun Obasanjo. We have um, the Labour Party's Peter Grigori Obi. 61 years old and finally we have rabbi musa kwakwanso of the new nigeria people's party nnpp a presidential candidate can only win the first round of voting if they get more than 25 percent of the vote in two-thirds of the country's 36 states well um let me add again that out of these four candidates that we have only three are front runners now only three are front runners now. We have Atiko Abraka, we have Black Metunobu, then we have Peter Obi of the Labour Party. Another factor, a very important factor, is that of the importance of ethnicity, religion, and geography. Ethnicity, religion, and geography. Many issues will affect the outcome of the presidential race. Um, factors such as ethnicity, religion, security, the economy, the corruption, the amount of money the candidates spend, party structure, and young voters would largely determine who wins the election. 
Now let us take a closer look at very few of these things that I mentioned. Nigeria was united as a single British colony in 1914. Before that, it was divided into northern and southern protectorate. More than a century later, um, the division can still be seen. That is, a Muslim-dominated north and Christian-majority south. Yes, a Muslim-dominated north and Christian-majority south. Before the party nominations, some religious, ethnic, and political leaders said the presidency should go to the south. The current president, Muhammad Buhari, uh, is a northerner from Katsina State, Dara to be precise. He was elected on an APC ticket in 2015. He has, he has been in office for eight years, since 2015 till 2023. Now, this influenced the emergence of Bolhak Matunobu, who is a southerner, as the APC's presidential candidate. Well, Obi, who left PDP for the Labour Party just before party nominations, is also from the south. Hmm, let's know that. But the PDP's Abubakar and NAPP's Kwakwanso are from the north. Um, that is to say that in the importance of ethnicity, religion, and geography can affect this coming general elections. Another factor is um, the politics of zoning. The politics of zoning. Um, some Nigerian politicians have also made a case for zoning. And this is where the leading political parties pick their presidential flag bearer from a specific geopolitical zone. Well, beyond its other divisions, Nigeria has six geopolitical zones three in the north we have three in the south the northwest zone zone has seven states i said it earlier that we have six geopolitical zones we have three in the north and three in the south now let me quickly mention them we have the northeast we have the northwest and they have we have the north central that is three from the north then we, in, the, in the in the east i mean in the south we have the southeast south south and southwest three from the north and three from the south in the northwest we have seven states and um, the south south zone um they have sorry the northwest zone has seven states and the northeast and north central zones six states each the southwest and southeast zones, south south zones, both have six states. In the southeastern part of Nigeria, they have five states, making up to 36 states in Nigeria. The zoning argument would favor the southeast, which zoning supporters argue has been marginalized at top levels of government for years. But no candidate from the southeast won the presidential nominations of the major parties which are the APC and the PDP. Well, Tunibu is from the southwest zone. Abubakar is from the northeast and Kwakwansu from the northwest. But Obi from Labour Party is from the southeast. East. And that is where the politics of zoning comes into the picture. Well, uh, another one we'll be looking at is um, the religion and the north south divide religion 
let us let us pay it in mind that region also plays a very important role in this coming election. Region is a, also a key factor. Nigeria's north, like I said earlier, is predominantly Muslim, while the south is largely Christian. Alkwin President Buhari is a Muslim from the north, and some Christian leaders have accused him of favoring fellow northern Muslims and being lenient with bandits and he has publicly denied these accusations but his party the apc chose two muslims for the presidency we have tinubu from the south and um running mate kashim shetima from borno the north this prompted mixed reactions some leaders have argued that for religious balance tinubu should have chosen a christian from the north as his running mate and not a muslim from the north as his running mate. On the PDP side, Abubakar is a northern Muslim. He picked a Christian running mate from the south south zone. The NNPP's Kwakwanso, a Muslim, also chose a Christian running mate from the south. Of the four front runners, the Labour Party's Obi is the only Christian. His running mate, Yusuf Dati Babahamad. An economist and a politician is a Muslim from the northern state of Kaduna. Look at that. Which means of the four front runners, the APC is the only political party that is presenting a Muslim Muslim ticket. Well, that might also play a major role in the coming election. Very quickly, let us look at um how the zones voted in previous elections before we start rounding it up on this um, edition. The APC's historic victory in 2015, which ended the PDP's winning streak, owed much to how the zones voted. BDP has been, uh, they've been in power since 1999 when we got a democracy until 2007, um, sorry, till 2015 they were in power before the APC took over to this very moment. That election was largely decided by the Northwest, which has the largest voting population. And that is where the current president, Buhari, is from. But the APC also attracted Southwest voters and turned the previous PDP stronghold of North Central. Um, the voting data shows the APC held much of its ground in 2019. In 2015, they, they took over the grounds, especially the, the part that the PDP was gaining ground. And in 2019, they held much of its ground again. And the, the, the third first, alternatives to the main parties. In the 2015 presidential election, the APC and PDP polled 92.92% of all valid votes in 2019. This dipped to 96.82%. That is from 98.92% in 2015 to 96.82% in 2019. Well, mathematicians to help us do the calculation. <laughs> this trend suggests that the two parties are still the ones to beat. But analysts say the Labour Party could eat into this in the South 
and the NMPP may chip away at Northern votes, which means the dance is not is no more in between PDP and APC. We now have two new dancers on the dance floor, which are NMPP and the Labour Party. Gains for Obi are likely to come at the expense of the PDP. <laughs> Why Kwakwansu could be a threat to some of the APC strongholds? So a runoff is not the far-flung possibility it might have been once again. Obi is getting a lot of interest from young people, especially in the south. It's gaining, I mean, a lot of interest from youths, especially in the young adults, especially in the south. He has youths developing interest in him from the north as well, but you have more in the south than anywhere in the country. We are the business person with a reputation for frugality. He has dominated online polls, although this relies on volunteers and an internet connection. But there have also been opinion polls. One puts OB 8 percentage points ahead, stroking sharp criticism, criticism from his rivals. Another gave him a, an eye-raising lead of 26 points in the upcoming elections. The merits of this polls and the actual outcome on election day aside, there is little doubt Obi is appealing to younger Nigerians and people really of mainstream parties dominated by 70-year, uh, I mean 70-something-year-old candidates. You can see that is the only, uh, let's say it's the youngest of all the four candidates because we have... Um, Bola Ahmed Tinobu claiming to be 70, Atiku Abubakar claiming to be 75, and um, Musa Kwakwanso claiming to be 70 something as well. Obi is the only 61 year old candidate of the um, front runners, the, front, the four front runners in the coming election. Um, well, as a random, Let's look at um, this small point. I said it earlier. I discussed on it earlier. But I want us to quickly look at it before we call it a day on this special Nigeria Decides political podcast. Insecurity, the economy, and a divided country. Insecurity, the economy, and a divided country. Uh, insecurity, a strongly economy, and national unity are some of Nigerians' most pressing challenges. Insecurity has increased in recent years, fueled by jihadism, banditry, kidnappings, and a separatist insurgency. Hmm. Well, the question, as uh, I round up on this special podcast, is that do you still believe in a better Nigeria? Do you still believe that the efforts of our heroes past would not be in vain? So if um, you've answered that question, fine. But I want you to answer it in your mind and let it show during these elections. So if you haven't gotten your PVC, now is the right time to get it because that's the only power you've got as a Nigerian to elect the political leaders of your choice. It's your power 
it's your voice, it's your strength, it's also your tool. Note that it's 100% free. And that is to say that if if any official, be it INEC official or any political um, party member or anybody comes to you or tells you that you have to pay a particular amount of money, it's a scam, please. It's totally for free. And for those that have done registration, for those that did transfer or whatever, if you're sure that you did a successful registration, kindly proceed to your polling unit or go to the INEC office to pick up your PPC because it's never too late. Collection is still going on. Collection is still going on. And um, thank you very much for being part of the pod- podcast. Thank you so very much. It's really nice having you guys. Without you, it can't be possible. Until we meet again on the special podcast. Stay safe and take care of you. God bless Nigeria. Once again, I am Philips Joseph.